We're so excited to be back with you guys for a really fun solo episode. We haven't done a solo episode in a long time. I think we actually have. We did a check-in not too long ago, but this is actually like a full thought-out episode. No, we didn't post a check-in. Oh, right. I forgot. It was terrible. (laughs) I forgot. It was so bad. Allie and I did a check-in episode and it was just like, it was like 40 minutes of just bitching. So I was like, we can't put this out. Obviously, we were not well. We were unwell checking in. We were unwell. It was like a bad check-in, honestly, like something you wouldn't want to hear. So yeah, we really haven't done a solo episode in a long time. This episode is actually like months in the making. We've had it on our list for a while now as a topic, and um, I'm excited to finally do it. Yeah, we actually thought of this like during Christmas because side hustles is a topic that I am very passionate about, and I feel like our family is really talented at creating. And um, every time I'm talking with my friends, they're always saying, you know, you're always thinking of these side hustles, and I feel like I have a gift. I can like look at someone and tell them like 10 side hustles that they could be doing. And every time I do it, people are like, oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. I kind of wish we weren't as good at side hustles as we are, because I think the last thing that we need is something else on our plate. So we should just cap it where we are. Yeah, the problem of being talented when it comes to side hustles is that you try to turn every single thing that you do into a side hustle. So then it results in you kind of being busy and tired all the time. So sometimes when I have hobbies, I have to remind myself, like, okay, this is just a hobby, not a side hustle. And there's a difference between the two, which I'm sure we'll get into in this episode, but I know you feel me on that. Yeah. That is something that we talk about pretty regularly is just like, let something be a hobby. Let it be a hobby. Make no money from it. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Like when I was knitting my blanket before I moved out here and everyone was like, I love this blanket. Like I want a blanket. Will you sell blankets? I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be a blanket salesman. And then I was like, no, like I knit for fun and not for money. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, we will definitely be diving into that later in the episode. But first, I want to catch up because it's been a minute. Yeah, we've both been on fun trips. We've been traveling and I'm excited to hear about yours because I honestly haven't heard a lot other than just like seeing on social media. But do you want to kick it off and talk about your travels from the weekend? Yeah, for sure. I feel like I haven't even really been posting that much on social media. Can't relate. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I, last weekend, I think we recorded right before I took off for Chicago. Um, I was there for the weekend. And I'm actually really glad I went because prior to this, I had only been to Chicago in the winter. So in my mind, it was a horrible cold place. And it was nice to experience it in the summer because it's beautiful. Yeah, when I think of Chicago, I think of like freezing cold jackets, the bean, and a green river at St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, same. I had only been there around Christmas time and it was so cold and windy and miserable and St. Patrick's Day and it was just also cold and miserable. But I will say that June is lovely there. The weather was perfect. Um, It's such a great city. Like there are so many incredible restaurants, so many fun things to do. There was a festival going on right in front of the hotel where we were were staying. It was this fun food and music festival that went on like all weekend. So yeah, we went to a Cubs game, which was really fun. Um, I'm not a huge like baseball fan, but I love going to baseball games when we travel. Like the Padres game was the highlight of our family trip to San Diego. And I really enjoyed going to the Cubs game and just, you know, being a part of it. Yeah, you've been checking off a lot of MLB stadiums from your roster lately. I know. I also agree. Like, I love the atmosphere of a professional sports game or like a college game, even. Like, I love just like hanging out, 
eating hot dogs, like drinking a beer sometimes. Like I just like to be in it and yeah. I'm I'm with you. Yep. So I got some swag, got a hat. It was a really fun experience. And then my favorite thing that we did though is we went to this place called Air, which I'm dying for you to go to because if anyone appreciates a bath as much as I do, I know it's you and mom. Mm-hmm. It is incredible. It's like, you know how when we took Latin in middle school, they talked a lot about the Roman baths? Yes. It's like basically the same concept. It's like all of these different baths, like big pools. There was like a saltwater pool, a heated pool, a cold plunge, a jacuzzi pool. And they're like spread out in this beautiful space, like high ceilings. It's like very dimly lit. Um, You wear your pajamas, not pajamas, you wear your swimsuit and you just kind of bounce around from pool to pool and they have hot tea everywhere and water. They have a steam room. It was the coolest experience. It was so peaceful, so calming. No one has their phone. It was honestly just like my favorite thing I've done in a long time. Wow, that sounds amazing. The only similar experience I had was the Budapest baths. And this sounds like a lot less ratchet than that was because that was pretty like. This was not ratchet at all. It was actually so nice. There were other people there while you were there, but it was such like a big space that you never were in anyone else's way. Um, But my favorite pool was the saltwater pool because you could just lie on your back and just like spin around in circles and float. I think it's the most relaxed I've probably been in the past, like probably my entire adult life. It was so lovely. Yeah, that's so cool. If you're going to Chicago, add that to your itinerary. That sounds amazing. Chicago is a place I've always wanted to visit. I've always said that and I've never gotten. So hopefully I can go sometime soon and go yeah. to air. Well, they have another one in New York. So if you're in New York or Chicago, check it out. And speaking of New York, I flew from Chicago to New York because I had had this girl's trip planned with my OG roommates from Nashville. We all lived together for our first three years here. Lindsay, Vivian, and Palmer. She moved to New York a couple years ago. And so we just planned this trip to go all together and catch up. And just, um, it was really fun. We had a great time. We stayed in Chelsea because Palmer lives in that area. And it was nice because like Palmer is such a planner. So she had this like full Google Doc itinerary and I honestly didn't have to plan anything, which was so nice. And you know, that's like one of my love languages, someone else planning something for me, but it wasn't overly planned. Like we had room to like walk around and we weren't rushing and it was just really laid back. And it was really great just to be with them in a really fun city. And um, it was an amazing trip until the flight back because Every flight at LaGuardia was either delayed by like minimum four hours or canceled entirely. And it wasn't just LaGuardia. It was the entire New York area. Actually, I think it's more than that because I saw Snapchats of some of my friends trying to go back to Denver. Their flights were all canceled. That was like today or yesterday. And I think there's a lot of people yesterday who were like stranded in random places. I don't know why. Was it like weather or... Yeah, there was like some weird weather happening, which was so crazy because it was beautiful when we left. We like spent the morning walking the High Line and drinking coffee, and then we got to the airport and everything was canceled. That's so frustrating. There's nothing worse than like leaving a trip and being ready to come home and like being stuck or being delayed or canceled. Like, I would honestly, I don't know what's worse, like being canceled or delayed on your way there or coming home because when I'm ready to leave, I'm like so excited to be home and like to leave. Well, and we had planned it so we would get home like back to Nashville around like five o'clock. So we'd have the rest of the afternoon and evening to just kind of like get ourselves together for the week. And I have a really crazy week this week with work. I have like full photo shoot days. 
today and then Tuesday, Wednesday. So I was really anxious about the flight getting canceled altogether because my friend is still stuck there. One of my friends who was actually in New York at the same time is stuck there until Wednesday because everyone was trying to get rebooked and no, no flights are available. That's literally so crazy. I'm glad that the West Coast was immune from all of that chaos because we were also flying this weekend. Um, but I'm glad you had a good trip and I'm glad that you ended up getting home not too late at the end of the day. Yeah, it was great. And honestly, it just goes to show like, you know, when you're an adult, you make friends and you don't have to talk to them every day or see them every day. But it's just like, it's nice to have those friendships where you have history and you can just pick up where you left off. Yeah, I'm like itching for a girl's trip soon with like some of my college and post-college best friends. I want to get something planned because probably honestly inspiration from your trip, but also I just like love a girl's trip. Like I want to plan a girl's trip. I want everyone to come here to go somewhere like warm. I think that'd be so much fun. I haven't seen some of my best friends in a while, so I need to do that soon. Yeah. Yeah, definitely recommend. How were your travels? My travels are great. I was on like the opposite side of the country, opposite wave of you, but having a really good time. I went out to Santa Rosa, California, which I kind of talked about last week, um, to go to a hotel to go to a hotel there called the Flamingo Resort and Spa. They flew me out to do some social media coverage. It was so much fun. It was like my first trip I've ever been flown out for, and everything been covered. So it was like very exciting because I was telling someone this yesterday, but like my goal when I started doing social media was to get paid to travel. And that's what I was doing. And so I was like thinking while I was there, like, this is what I've been dreaming of. And now I'm like in the middle of it. Um, but it was so much fun. They were so great. You would have loved it, Allie. They had like a full itinerary. I think I sent it to you because it was like such yeah. an Allie itinerary. It was like every hour there was something. And what was really cool about this hotel and resort is that it's in like wine country. So like Sonoma County is really close by, um, which a lot of people probably heard about like Napa and Sonoma. But this hotel really focuses on like wellness and restoration, even to be in a place where like a lot of the time the focus is drinking. So they had this um, thing called Spoken, which was like kind of a company they've integrated into the hotel that focuses all on like wellness. So they had like morning meditation every single day, yoga. They had a drum circle. We did a summer solstice event. It was so much fun. And it was just cool to see places where it is heavily alcohol focused also focusing on like wellness and re- relaxation. Yeah. I love that. That's such a cool trip. Yeah. And then we closed out our trip on Friday and we flew, actually flew in and out of LA one, because the Santa Rosa airport is so tiny. It's like very small. So only really flights from LA was kind of the easiest option. And then I went to my first influencer event in LA on Saturday with Sol de Janeiro, which was also kind of a dream come true because I have had the Brazilian boom boom cream for so long and I've had all their products no it's actually called boom boom cream is it really? yeah if you say bum bum you're incorrect which I was shook because I had to actually film two videos for them and in the brief they were like it is not bum bum and I was so shook wow well it's spelled b-u-m so that's confusing yeah it is kind of misleading that scent is incredible that scent like triggers so many memories in my brain from like times in my life that I've worn it. And so they sent me like a big box of it before the event. And then at the event, we got these huge goodie bags. So I literally have like, I feel like I have enough for like a store. I've been giving them to my friends because I have so many products from them. I want some. And they have one that's like, I have it right here. It's the 68 of the like little spray. And this is supposed to be a Baccarat dupe. Like people spray this and it smells the exact same. So 
I was really excited to try that. That's the 68 spray. Um, well, save me some products because I love their stuff. Yeah, I got a lot of travel size ones too, which I was excited about. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. This was my first like LA influencer event. And I was honestly like, I'm not even gonna lie to you guys, very intimidated and scared going into it. First of all, we fl- so let me just run you through my Friday really quick. So Friday morning, the hotel drops us off at a wine tasting. This is at a vineyard. This is the first thing we put in our bodies the, that morning is wine. And so we go to a, me and Olivia. I brought my cousin Olivia. It was so much fun with her. We go to this vineyard, do a full wine tasting, and then we basically get picked up from the vineyard and taken to the airport, fly to LA, get to LA, go to one of my best friend Claire's house, drop our stuff off, immediately start getting ready, and then basically go out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've been to a vineyard, I've been flying, I have this influencer event tomorrow. So I did a really good job of limiting myself. Like I didn't go too hard Friday night, even though I wanted to, because I was with all of my friends. Um, but I woke up Saturday morning and went to this event and it's my first, like, first of all, first influencer event in LA, which is already scary because I know you guys have seen, have you seen the TikToks about like LA influencers? No. Okay. Well, also Allie hadn't heard of the submersible today. So (laughs) like I said, it's just, okay. Everyone listening. I have been checked out. I'm sorry. I've, I've been, I have heard about it, but I don't know a lot of the details. Okay. Okay. So if you're listening to this, you've probably seen the videos of the LA influencers, people like sharing these horrible experiences they've had with them. And I've luckily had like all good experiences in San Diego going to events, but I was like, oh my God, my first one, I'm going alone. I figured a lot of these girls who were attending were like kind of in the same circuit and knew each other. And I would just be kind of like the awkward one. And I was so scared. Like, I think I called like five or six people on my drive there being like, I'm nervous. Do you have any advice? And everyone's like, just relax. And I was like, not this hang up call someone else and um I rolled up to the event and it was so beautiful like I've never seen the most it was just the most beautiful flowers all the girls were so sweet like I had the best experience everyone there I feel like was honestly the same vibe it was like I'm rolling up alone I don't really know as many people like I just want to socialize and I met these sweetest girls at such a good time there was one influencer who I followed for a while and honestly thought was really cool. And I think she was my least favorite person I met there. And I was like the most excited to meet her. I won't say her name, but it was kind of a shock because I went into it being like, okay, I'll probably have the most in common with this girl. And she was so different than what I thought she'd be like from seeing her online. Yeah. It's not funny the way like when you meet people, because I've met a lot of people like through the home edit and just like being in Nashville, which is like influencer city. And you meet people and sometimes it's the opposite. Like sometimes you meet people and you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like them. And you actually really do. And they're really down to earth. Yeah. No, it was totally like that. Like it was almost like she portrays like a character online. And then I met her in person and I was like, oh my God, like this is not the same. But also like everyone has off days and like, you know, maybe she was like tired, hungover, like whatever. But um, anyways, so yeah, it was just really fun. The brand was so great they had such a beautiful brunch for us we went to a little event after that was like the part we were like being paid to go to and um I had such a good experience and I honestly can say that like from that event alone where there were a good bit of influencers I did not get the mean like LA clicky influencer vibe but great I'm happy to hear that probably the first of many that's exciting I hope so. Yeah, there's so many fun things. I thought the San Diego events were fun. And then I went to LA and I was like, oh my gosh, no, this is influencer land. Like they had florals and they had a flower truck where we're making our own bouquets. And they had like, and actually they let us take home the centerpieces because they're like, we have to fly back to New York. Anyone want a centerpiece? And I was like, 
Oh yeah. Like grabbed the biggest one and took it home. So it's downstairs right now on our table. Nice. I love that. I love when you can take the florals. Um, Okay. Well, that kind of segues into our episode because influencing was something that you started out as a side hustle. Yes, that's very true. So before we jump into our episode, we want to take time to thank our sponsor today, which is Joyous Non-Alcoholic Wine. If you've listened to any of our podcasts or followed us along on social media, you know Joyous is a brand that we love and adore. We're so honored to have it as a sponsor on Go Call Your Sister. It plays such a big role in our life, our mom's recovery, and it is honestly one of my favorite non-alcoholic alternatives out there. Actually, it is It is my favorite. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's so good. I actually have a fridge stocked of Joyous Rosé. Um, they sent me, they sent all of us the cutest package that we talked about last week. But yeah, it's just like such a great option to have on hand for if you just don't want to drink for the night, if you're giving up alcohol for a while. It tastes just like the real thing. And it's nice to just have something fun and tasty in your cup that's not water or Diet Coke, you know? Totally agree. And especially during the summer, I feel like there's so many activities going on. There's always a party, a get together, a reason to celebrate, but you're not always wanting to consume alcohol. So Joyous is a perfect alternative. You can have it in your cup. No one will be able to tell a difference if you don't want them to. And it honestly just makes me feel so good when I go out, socialize, drink Joyous, and then wake up next day and I feel like completely refreshed and not remotely hungover, obviously at all. I think that's the best feeling in the world, just waking up and rolling over and you're just like, huh, I feel amazing. But if you want to try out Joyous, we have a code, SISTERS, all caps, take 10% off, try it for yourself, see why we love it. And I guarantee that you will love it as much as we do. I absolutely love seeing everyone's stories of their Joyous orders coming in and hearing how much you guys love it. It is one of my favorite things and we are so honored to have Joyous as a sponsor for today's episode. Okay. So jumping in to side hustles, I feel like before we really get into this, we need to cover what a side hustle actually is. Totally. Because to understand a side hustle, I feel like you have to first understand a hustler mentality, which obviously our family has, but not everyone has that. That doesn't come naturally to everyone. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you especially are like the queen of the hustle mentality. You're always like, how can I make a buck from this? Yeah, I feel like I honestly came out of the womb as a natural born hustler. Like I, guys, like I have been side hustling since I was a young child. Like I remember being like six or seven and having access to our home computer and selling my dance costumes on eBay As a seven-year-old. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. People would leave the worst reviews. People would leave the worst reviews. They'd be like, oh, my God, this costume came in and it was dirty or this, like, wasn't even what it looked like. And I was like, of course it isn't. I'm seven. (laughs) (laughs) I totally forgot about the dance costumes. Oh, my God. That was so funny. (gasps) Yeah. So if you guys are like, okay, tell me what a side hustle is at this point. I've heard enough. A side hustle is essentially something that you do that's an additional income stream extra way to make money on top of what you're currently doing on top of your job. A side hustle is just another income stream. And if there's one thing that I feel like we preach about with a lot of our episodes and guests, it's the importance of having multiple incomes. I think that I was probably like, I had to have been 10 or 11. And someone told me like the best thing you can ever do is have multiple income streams. And I will take that to the grave. Totally agree about the importance of having multiple streams of income. And I think if COVID taught us anything, it taught us that it's crucial because you never know what can happen. And it's like so key to have multiple 
streams coming in. Definitely. And I think that the thing that a lot of people struggle with is not knowing what side hustle that they could do. And I think that there's like endless opportunities. And a lot of time what's cool is that people take side hustles kind of, for example, like my influencing and turn it into full-time jobs. Like you never know something that you could just do for fun ends up being full-time. Well, I feel like so many people that we've had on the show started their business from a side hustle. Definitely. But I do think that people are listening to this episode probably like, okay, well, that's really cool. Side hustle sounds great. But like, where do I start? Definitely. I feel like that's what people ask me the most is like, I want to have one, but I don't know what I can do. I don't think I have any like talents that I could make an additional income stream. And I really disagree. I feel like everyone does in a way. It's just the matter of thinking in a creative way of like, how can I monetize what I like to do? And I think that people, it's hard to kind of come up with that on your own about yourself because, you know, people will pay you to do things that you're good at. And maybe you don't realize that it's actually valuable. And so that's why you need to talk to the people in your life and say, hey, like, what's something that I'm really good at that you think people would pay me to do? And it can be something as simple as like planning parties or maybe making resumes. Absolutely. Should we go through some of the side hustles that we've had in our life to give people some inspo of like what a side hustle actually looks like? Yeah, totally. You want to start? You have more than I do. Uh, Yeah. So mine obviously goes back to age like two, but I think the earliest side hustle that I can like really remember super well is I had a business. How old was I when I was doing flip and flops? Do you remember? Probably nine because this was after eBay, I think. Yeah, this is after the eBay era. Um, I came up with this business when I was like nine or 10 called Flippin' Flops. And I would go to Walmart, buy flip flops that were like, you know, the plastic colorful ones. And then I would take ribbons or like balloons and tie them all along the strap. And then I would put a table in front of Walmart and sell my Flippin' Flops. And I did it like all summer. And I made like a lot of money. That's my first side hustle that I can think that I ever did. I remember the flip and flops. That was so funny that you were so little just sitting in front of Walmart selling your flip flops. <laughs> I was. But yeah, I mean, obviously, other than like childlike things, like I did skirts when I was younger. I would have like these trunk shows and sell these skirts I'd make. You but like bedazzled. I did bedazzle. I went through a bedazzling phase. Um, <laughs> honestly, like arts and crafts has always been a coping mechanism for me. So like I've always thoroughly enjoyed it. And then I've been able to like luckily turn them into a side hustle. Um, but when I got to college, I think this is when I – well, actually, that's not true. I started my jewelry business in high school and started making a lot of money as a high schooler. But in college, I think the concept of like working and making and saving money really became apparent to me because I was wanting to do more things. So I was always thinking like, what's something that's lacking in my life or my community that I could do and in turn make money from? Mm -hmm. So I started doing like social media management, which I knew I was good at. And it was a talent that I had. I would go like to all these businesses in Oxford and be like, do you have anyone running your Instagram? I'm like, do you have anyone running your Facebook? Can I run it for like, you know, X, Y, Z a month? And I always tell people that's such an easy way. Like you don't have to have a degree to do that. You just have to have some sort of common knowledge with social media because a lot of the time business owners and older people, they don't even want to do it. They'd rather pay someone else to do it. So I did things like that. Oh, my balloon arch era. That was a big one for me as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You couldn't do anything without a balloon arch. Yeah. During COVID, I noticed because a lot of my friends were turning 21 that 
I was obsessed with balloon arches, but the only places in Oxford that did them were like super expensive and charged a lot for them. So I literally sat down one night with my computer and a bunch of balloons and watched YouTube videos. And by the end of the night, I was making like full like Oxford floral level balloon arches. And then I started charging for them at parties, like half of what the businesses in Oxford were doing. And that was a big way that I made and saved a lot of money before moving to Hawaii. I did that like my whole senior year. Yeah, that just goes to show like look around and like see what people are doing, like birthday parties. What do they have there? You know, and like there's a girl here in Nashville that started a company that plans bachelorette parties. And it's so cute. It's called the setup. And I love following her on Instagram because she saw like, okay, all these bachelorettes are coming to Nashville. Like, how can I turn this into a business? I think it's so smart. Yeah, totally. I feel like I've turned everything into a business. I straight up, am I allowed to say this? I had a fake ID business. I would literally make copies of my ID as soon as I turned 21 and sold them to like every blonde Kappa I knew. Um, and then eventually- oh God, I, started- I knew my ID out of the goodness of my heart. Um, That's not exactly true. I got it taken up in a, what was it, a roadblock? And you charged me for a new one and added an inconvenience tax. Did I really? Yes. Well, that goes down to hustler mentality. So there you go. Yeah, I would literally sell IDs. And then I realized that it probably wasn't a great idea because I was from Oxford. And a lot of the people who were working as like bouncers or people at restaurants went to my high school. So people who bought my IDs were like, I got my ID taken because they knew you. And yeah, that was probably my um, most illegal side hustle that I did. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't think any of my side hustles were illegal. I think... I wasn't really into side hustles until I graduated and realized how little money goes that you make right out of college. Um, And so I started thinking about things I was already doing and how I could make money from it. And I was already really into working out and going to spin every morning. And so I started teaching spin and it was great because I could do it really early in the morning. And I've always been an early riser. So it was something that I could do early in the morning and I got to get my workout in and make money from it. So it was really a win-win. I always forget about your spin era. That's really impressive because spin teachers like really have to have a lot of passion. Um, But yeah, I was kind of like out of my comfort zone too. And honestly, I actually met one of my really close friends, Natalie, that I I talked or that I've talked about on the podcast before through spin. She, we were in teacher training together. Oh yeah. That's so true. Yeah. I mean like other than having additional income, you never know what will come from starting a side hustle. You can meet incredible people. I met so many girls just like through Ole Miss doing the balloon arches and I've seen girls now um, because my cousin Olivia, like I said, is living here for the summer and she tells me about things that people are doing because I'm old and out of the loop. But like girls are doing 21st birthday signs. People are planning parties at Ole Miss for 21st birthdays. They're starting. Oh my God. I saw a TikTok or maybe it was real about a girl that designs um, graduation caps and she's killing it. Or this was like an article in the New York Times. There was a whole article about her in the New York freaking Times about how much money she's making designing these graduation caps. Yeah. I mean, there's honestly just like endless opportunities. I feel like the best advice I could give for someone asking like, what should I do? I don't know what I should do. Like you brought up, survey the crowd, ask your friends and family, ask them, what are things that you feel like I'm good at that I could monetize? Yeah. And also like sit down and make a list of the things that you really enjoy and things that, you know, people give you compliments on. I think for me, you know, writing is something that I've always been talented at. And so I started doing freelance writing a couple years ago and I was writing for um, 
a women's lifestyle website here called Style Blueprint. And I just reached out to them and I was like, hey, like if you ever need any additional freelance writers, like would love to, you know, do this. Um, And that was something fun. I really enjoyed it. I got to go try new restaurants, check out new places that opened in Nashville and write about it. Oh, also your resume era. That was really good. I feel like that was smart. Yeah, I was designing resumes at one point. Um, Also like doing kind of freelance PR on the side, um, working with some female founded businesses, helping them just kind of get exposure and start their brands. Um, And yeah, that's something that I was doing in my day to day. So like, why not do it for myself? I also feel like another good way to determine what your side hustle should be is to find something that people could do for themselves, kind of like the social media thing, but don't really want to do kind of like the resume thing. Like no one who doesn't have an eye for that wants to make their resume perfect. I mean, I I couldn't like I literally had you do all my resumes. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like things that people that you are really good at that people don't want to do. And it can be simple. Like say that you're someone who loves shopping on Revolve. Like Revolve honestly overwhelms me and I can't shop for more than like 20 minutes. But if you're someone who can make like style lookbooks for bachelorettes or, you know, summer vacations, like that's kind of what we've talked about with the style concierge episode. Totally. Yeah. I love that. And then also like just like day-to-day tasks too, like house sitting, like I still house sit from time to time and it's such an incredible side hustle. They pay so well and it's so easy. You literally just go like have a staycation at someone else's home. Literally nannying. I did, I think nannying people were like, oh duh, like obviously babysitting. I found like one good family while I was at Ole Miss who I like love and adored and I nannied for them all four years of being at college. And then even when I like went home. So like just finding something that you're good at and capitalizing on it. That's the best advice I think I could give. Yeah, totally. I think that and yeah, talking to people, just like looking and seeing what other people are doing as side hustles. Get on Instagram, get on TikTok, search side hustles and just see kind of what speaks to you. Also like not to be embarrassed about things either. Like I know people who literally started like TikToks reviewing restaurants for fun and now they have a side hustle of being paid by restaurants or getting free meals all the time just to go in and eat there. From just starting something they love to do. That's what my roommate Vivian did. She loves to go out to eat. And she started an Instagram account um, for Nashville restaurants. And she gets like paid to come into restaurants and invited in all the time. Also, side hustles could be things that aren't necessarily paid like directly in your pocket, but pay you in the end. Like I didn't pay for my hair all of college because I did like promotional social media for them. And I just got my hair done in California. And I swear that probably saved me like, $50,000 at the end of the day because I paid for my hair here and I almost fell over and died. At least like, God, yeah, definitely. It doesn't have to be just monetary. It can also be trade. I think that's a really important thing to note. Yeah. Or like learning valuable skills from other people that you'll apply like later in your life. I feel like that's a good one too. One thing about side hustles though, is when they start to burn you out or not light you up anymore, that's when you need to walk away when it's just not worth it. Like with the spin instructor or with the, with teaching spin, you know, it really became something that I dreaded doing. I didn't really enjoy waking up early in the morning and going straight to do that. I didn't even really like doing spin anymore. And so that's when I knew like, okay, time to part ways and come up with something else. And you'll find that when you start to cut away these things, it kind of suck your energy new things will come in that bring you money, that light you up. And um, it's just like really paying attention to when that energy starts to drain. Yeah. I did the same thing with my jewelry business. Like that's kind of how I grew a social media following and how I figured out that I like to do that. But 
after rebranding it during COVID and then having it in Hawaii, I kind of realized like, actually, I don't like this at all. It is making me angry and it's draining me. And I feel like from getting rid of that, I was able to expand my social media business. I have my presets, my eBooks, like stuff like that, that I don't think I would have had the time for, but I was still trying to like drag along my jewelry business that like wasn't making me feel happy anymore. Yeah. And I just went through that with my um, business prep. I started it a couple of years ago and it was a beauty booking um, service and it kind of became something that, you know, started out as one thing and transitioned and kind of transformed into something totally different. And at the end of it, I was just like, this is sucking me. Like, I hate doing this. You know, it's not exciting me anymore. I don't have the vision and I had to walk away from it. It was really hard, but sometimes you have to kind of stop while you're ahead, you know, before you invest any more time, money, effort into something. Absolutely. Um, Also, I feel like there's other side hustles that are just like easier that like aren't as, you know, hard to think of that we've skipped over. Like there's literally websites like Rover. People pay you to just go walk their dog. I honestly considered doing Rover when I moved here because I was missing having a dog so much. And I feel like going on walks with dogs is so much better than being alone. But there's just so many different little things you can look into like tutoring, Rover, I mean, I had friends in Hawaii that did DoorDash for a while when they were low on cash. I feel like there's a lot of different stuff out there. Remember our sister moon side hustle? Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like we could go on about our side hustles forever, but yeah, we did have one attempt at a business. Yeah. Speaking of things that drain you, um, Bird and I decided (laughs) to launch our own line of um, embroidered clothing and accessories. We did like bandanas, we did t-shirts and we like had this whole business plan written out that we had to present to my dad to buy this like really expensive embroidery machine. And it was just like horrible from day one. Like Bird and I were so angry at each other the whole time because I was the one that had to take sewing lessons and learn how to embroider. <laughs> Bird did nothing. The issue was we thought it would be a good idea to launch an embroidery business without knowing how to embroider. Like I feel like that was like the first wrong step. It like we thought we could just learn. Freaking hard. Like I remember being at the Arbors in college when I so we passed back and forth the machine. <laughs> to figure out who was worse at embroidery and I remember sitting there like my friends were like pre-gaming in the kitchen and I was like fuck this embroidery machine I like embroidered my finger off like it was awful so maybe another good piece of advice for side hustle is actually have the skill set before you decide to like purchase a thousand dollar machine and all of these shirts we still have boxes of shirts in the attic that are still sitting there that are just, and my mom's always like, what do I do with these shirts? And I'm like, I don't know, mom, donate them. Like, I I don't know. The business is over. It's done. <laughs> that is so funny. We did have a pop-up at Cicada and we sold out of everything. And then we were like, we're done here. No more. <laughs> I think that God knew we needed that like shining moment <laughs> and just like accept that <laughs> when I was okay. <laughs> When I think about that business, I just like envision both of us sitting there on that stupid machine, just like so pissed. Like I remember there was a whole weekend that I did nothing but embroider and I was so pissed the entire time. Also, like if you think about it, other than that, like huge failure, which to be fair, some side hustles will be failures. Like keep that in mind, keeps you grounded, keeps you humble. But our podcast is kind of a side hustle example that we started just for fun because we knew we were kind of good at talking and 
entertaining each other. And now we've monetized and it's become another income stream for us. So that's like a real in real time example that isn't a failed embroidery business. (laughs) You win some, you lose some. Totally. I mean, dad was so upset about his investment in the business. (laughs) I know. I feel like one day, dad, we're really going to come through for you because I know you've invested in a lot of failed side hustles, but one day we're going to, we're going to land on the right one. (laughs) Totally. Um, Are there any side hustles that you've been thinking of starting lately that you are excited about the actually yes there is one that I'm really excited about but I'm not really ready to talk about it yet but I'm always working on a side hustle in my brain like I'm always coming up with a brand or an idea um and when I'm ready to talk about it I will you'll be the first to know yeah I guess we shouldn't like share our side hustles on here just because people are like in this brainstorming like okay what should I do and then we'll give them like a bunch of good ideas one side hustle that I've seen recently that I think would be really fun is I've seen a lot of people doing like travel agent, like being travel agents on the side. Oh yeah. Perry just got certified. She got her travel agent, like certificate license, whatever the other day. And now she's like a certified travel agent, which is so cool. I've been targeted on Instagram for this company. I think it's called Flora. And that's what she did. That's what she did. Amazing. Yeah. It looks so cool. Yeah, um, I mean, literally, like, if you just love to travel, you can become certified and start planning trips, and you really kind of build up your own business. I'm the biggest advocate for like ebooks or e products. Like, I loved writing my three ebooks, and it cost me zero money, and I've made zero money, zero dollars, and I've made nothing but passive income from it. Like, I created this on Canva, made it perfect to my opinion, put it on my website, and have just generated passive income ever since. I feel like the best side hustles are those that require like little to no effort and are passive income streams. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so many things out there like graphic design, like people do like prints on Etsy that you can just download and you literally design it and people buy it, download it, and you never have to do anything. Yeah. I always tell people about Upwork. That's one that I feel like is easy too. Like mm-hmm. Upwork is just a website where basically businesses or companies are looking for freelance and they'll hire you. Like my job, we use Upwork for like little tasks that we don't have a bunch of expertise in. I just feel like the options are like endless, honestly. Yeah. And I think people miss out a lot on great side hustles because they're so worried about what people will think. And you just have to get past that because I've seen people oh, yeah. that started posting like beauty product reviews and like you know, on their Instagram stories. And then they became, you know, super, they built up a following and now they're sponsored by beauty brands. And it's just really cool to see how, you know, much something can grow if you just kind of get over the embarrassment or the worry about what other people are going to say. Yeah. The biggest piece of advice is truly that you have to stop giving a fuck about everyone in your hometown, high school, like college, who cares? Because at the end of the day, they're not paying your bills. They're not funding your life. They're playing little to no role in your day-to-day routine. Fuck them. Like, fuck them all. If I was worried about what people from my high school thought of me, I think I would be – I don't even know what job I'd be working right now, honestly. Well, I think, too, it's like don't get so worried about, like, failing either because no one's going to remember. Like, no one remembers this term. No one remembers it. Except for if us. If you do, though, if you do, you are an original. You're an OG. Yeah. If you remember it, you're probably our best friend. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, That's don't. So get, true. I mean, people fail at things. Like things don't work out. You learn the lesson, you move on, and you build something better. 
yeah and say you fail like three times and the fourth time is gold like who knows and I think you have to just go into it with like the mindset of I know I can do this and then if it doesn't work out pivot and find the next thing like we say we're big pivoters around here yeah we love to pivot but yeah, I think that everyone should have a side hustle because I do think that there's security in not having all your eggs in one basket. Totally. And also just like financial freedom. It feels good to like be able to, I mean, as an adult, I don't always, always love paying for all my stuff, but it feels good to know that like I work hard, I make money and side hustles allow you to be a little bit less stressed financially. And mm-hmm. I think they're available for everyone. You just have to kind of seek it out. Yeah. And I think too, like, don't go into it being like, oh, this is like my only side hustle. Like you can start a side hustle to make money to start the side hustle that you really want to start. So maybe you need to like bartend weekends to earn a little bit of income to invest in like a side hustle that you actually really want to be doing. Oh my God. I'm team bartend. Sometimes I think about bartending here just because I had such a good time working at the coffee shop in Hawaii and I made so much money. Like I think it's so true. I mean, your one side hustle could be a stepping stone to the next and you're never above or below anything. Like every job is valuable. And yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it's become very clear that we are pro side hustle and always down to, you know, if you want to share your idea with us, DM it to us. We love to see it. Yeah, people DM me a lot about ideas or like things they want to do, especially like I want to do ebooks, presets. Like I'm for it. I'm always here to encourage. We both are. Um, let us know your thoughts. I feel like our solo episodes are always kind of like sermony, and I'm like, an amen to side hustles. <laughs> um, well, while you're DMing us your side hustle ideas, please, please go ahead and leave us a review in the spirit of supporting side hustles. Um, It really means the world to us and it helps our podcast grow. It helps us reach new audiences. Um, So any feedback, any ratings, reviews, thank you in advance. Go support women, go support us, go support our podcast, leave us a review and send your side hustle. It's side hustle season. Let's make some money. It's summer. We want to like buy all the things we want. We want to have fun. Um, Yeah, so we have to go. We actually have a very important phone call right after this. We are doing a Bridgers family Zoom call because we all have such chaotic schedules. We are having like a family Zoom and I'm actually really excited about it. So we do have to go. But thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. Don't forget to review like we said. And we'll see you guys all next week for a very good episode. We hope everyone has a good week and we love you. Bye. Bye.